Welcome to Comedians After Hours with your hosts, Willis and Veer. Hello, I'm Adam Willis. I'm George Veer. And I'm Ian Coulter. And today's episode is with um, Josh Ladgrove, or as you might know him, Neil Potenza. And it was done in the Dank 52 Canoes basement uh, on Grass Market in Edinburgh. And we are here with Neil Potenza. Although it's not Neil Potenza, it is Josh Lagra. Good day. <laughs> can, can you explain that distinction to the mm. people in the room who maybe don't know what's going on? Yeah, absolutely. The, the distinction I do a character called Neil Potenza. He's a very stupid, idiot man character. And. Um, just because I hate being myself. And so my real name is Josh Ladgrove. I'm from Australia. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> and uh, Neil, Neil is just a character. It's an anagram of not a real person. Oh. <laughs> Alex worked that out. Did we didn't work that out. didn't work it out. He said it. <laughs> oh. Okay, right. <laughs> well, okay. like, maybe you saw a different show. I don't say it every night. Oh, right. yeah. That's why. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. How's it all going? Super well. How's it going on your bloody side? Yeah. Great, but we spoke about it in every episode. So okay. How's yeah. it be? Well, yeah, it's going well. I had, a, I had a really nice year here last year, and um, it's always it's always fraught with peril, you know, when you have a nice year and you try and recapture that spirit. Yeah. And, you know, maybe you, maybe you visit Amsterdam and you have a great time, and then three years later you go back and yeah, I'm going to have a great time. And then you get mugged and you get stabbed and your grandma <laughs> dies and, like, you know... That sounds very specific to something that's happened to you. Nah. Touch wood. <laughs> My grandma's 93 and still alive, so I shouldn't oh, have said that. Please touch wood. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Sorry. Baba from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a very good year, really. And in context, I suspect the numbers are down slightly overall this year from last year. Oh, it feels really? quieter in the fringe. So um, I don't know if that's... It does feel quite... Does everyone in the room agree with that? Yeah. Yeah. But I thought because it was the 70th anniversary, it was going to be rocky. I think they did as well. And it's always... I I just think as a life rule, uh, it's good to live life with no expectations. It's not to to say you live your life sort of uh, devoid of purpose, but rather whatever the outcome is, you detach yourself from that. And so spiritually, I think that keeps you clear from depression. And this year, I tried having that, but it's just, it's been difficult. I have to have such a good year last year. But then this year's picked right back up, and it's sort of great. I'm having fun again. The show's going well. It's uh, resolved any lingering issues with my girlfriend after the, <laughs> <laughs> the, after the second day, where she's like, hey, I've been depressed for a year, and it's your fault. Bye. And then we went on a holiday with no Wi Fi for seven days. <laughs> so that was great. pretty perilous. But other than that, it's been great. Oh, nice. Did yeah. you find it tricky doing. What is essentially what it is a one man a one man show? Because yep. I wouldn't say it's a stand up show. Uh, yeah, it's tricky. Yep. Cause I, <laughs> Sorry. Cause I did a free spring show last year, on my uh-huh. own and I found it very lonely. It's you have not, that guy in the yeah. tech box. You seem to know. Uh, Gabe is yeah. We we did the show together in Melbourne, and so yeah. we're we're quite close. But um, yeah, it is lonely. It's a lonely life. This is a being a performer and traveling is like less alluring than. <laughs> and then after me mum went it was um, it was all done. nah nah it's right. my mum's still with us it's just, but it is it is lonely you know I have a niece who's one and a half years old and then this is the time where they change so much and I'm just getting photos of her and yeah it's lonely but the flip side is when you're funny and the audience love you you don't have to share it and it's yeah. really nice how often do you think with your I think your 
act is so bold. You must have you must really have people that really don't get it and people that just fucking love can you, it. Yeah, can you explain a little bit about what yeah what Neil is to the people in this room? Yeah, absolutely. And the people listening at home. Uh, well, yeah, Neil is myself. I, look, I, I think I find myself quite boring. I'm sorry. So I'm sorry that you're here for this. <laughs> but at least at least if Kim Jong, you know, goes bonkers, we're all somewhat safe in here, so it's all right. Um, but I just, I don't find myself so interesting, which is not, I'm not a misanthrope. I'm not, uh, I don't say that to sort of ham up any sense of self-loathing or anything. I just think that there's enough sort of straight white male stand-ups that to, to discernibly be any good or interesting, it just takes such a, a monumental effort. So Neil, growing up on a lot of British comedy, and uh, you know a lot of Monty Python and a lot of lot of stuff like that, um, and then a lot of the Seinfeld and the Simpsons and all the good American stuff, mm. um, and the good Australian stuff. The stuff I was drawn to was stuff that was really silly and really stupid and character driven. So Neil was just this expression of myself, almost in fifth gear, just this absolute idiot, this eight year old. Like, how can he be anything? And uh, it's just a silly character show. I guess some people would call it clowning, but it's definitely not, and it's quite insulting to good clowning. It's <laughs> truly, truly, it's really not. What, what I do is not clowning, so it's a, it's a poor description. But it's I guess it's interactive character comedy that's somewhat structured and somewhat loose at the same time. And I, I think a good show has people guessing like, was that supposed to happen? Mm. You know, it's chaotic. But so, someone put it to me really nicely. They said to me that your job is to be the Steve Jobs of your show. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's Sorry, so that, great. That is hard. Yeah, do you want to explain what's happening, Adam? Uh, yeah, there's, a, there's a, presumably a staff member or a member of the general public <laughs> stealing <laughs> some toilet paper. <laughs> that's great. Sorry, is he doing not, a shit? You don't get this at the underbelly, do you? Sorry? You don't get this at the underbelly. Ah, uh, but you, oh, underbelly really comes sorry. with its own problems. It, it comes does. with noise bleed and poor lights and three and a half thousand pound worth of regret. But, um, <laughs> you know, Neil, yeah, Neil is just a stupid show. I think what I really, silly. What I really enjoyed about when I first saw your show is the, the way that you seem to flourish with contempt from the audience. That the moment someone might be like, you know, I, I think when we saw it, what did somebody say? You said, you said oh, I'm going to change character now. I'm going to change character now. And somebody went, is it going to be funny? <laughs> and, but the way, you, the way you dealt with that was... But I felt like the audience were completely on your they side. Loved, like, they knew that, that the more they throw at you, the more yeah. the fun they'd have. I, that, that was a lovely show, actually. I remember that show specifically. It was uh, The audience were just a little bit almost playing the role, you know? Like, they were playing the role of like, oh, we're going to be a bit mean-spirited. Yeah. And then I mentioned that and I said like, just en masse, you're all a bunch of cunts. And um, <laughs> that was... Which is far more... I realise that term is like so shocking in the UK. I think I think it's fine. It's, it's all right now? Are in we Austra- good with bunch of cunts? Yeah. Okay. I, I, I saw, but I'm on, on the other side. I think it, I think it still has that same... Shock. Like, shock. It's in, in Australia's like... Oh, this cunt. It, it's, it's, it's a term of endearment. You pointed Ian then, you didn't mean to. <laughs> oh, sorry. Yeah, this cunt. Well, it's funny, in Australia, if you say, hey, mate, that's threatening. Yeah. Is it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mate, mate can be like, you know, You pointed at George. Yeah, but this cunt, but this cunt, this cunt's yeah. a top cunt, you know? <laughs> Thank you. So, back so anyway, but the, the, that audience just had a bit of, um, I just thought, look, I was a bit shit for the first 20 minutes, and that's fine. It was The show was like bubbling along, but not, not hitting any heights. And that was the, 
tension reliever for me that someone you know acknowledging okay it hasn't been that funny will it be funny this next bit and then me saying like you guys are mean that was a bonding ex- yeah, experience yeah. I think for the audience so yeah I, I don't mind being adversarial but sometimes my tech Gabe reminds me like if you're being combative you know so like what, what what's your name there for instance with the, with the lovely glasses Steph. Steph like if if I looked at you and you you know was interacting with you and you weren't super into it I, I can play with you and be mean to you but it has to be tempered with joy also otherwise it's just mean and that's a, that's the mark of a very bad comedian I think so yeah just thinking about our show yeah I remember I remember there was one time ages ago where when we when you give out flyers at the start of the show someone came in really really late and you shouted at them and everyone laughed at them and I don't think they got they knew what the show was um, and they were fucking livid for the entire show <laughs> really is that true I didn't yeah and I, I was trying to find a way to apologise in the second half I, I couldn't do it I didn't do it yeah. that was Jeff <laughs> that was my mate Jeff anyway he's a dick <laughs> you have an interesting um, like relationship with the technician in your no, show no I don't <laughs> I'm not implying anything. No, I, do, I, do. Oh, I like yeah, the fact yeah, right. that he he has a lot of input in the show. Yeah, actually, yeah, less structural. as the as the show's gone on. Oh, okay, right. At the beginning, there was fun yeah, on. yeah. There's, there's there's still a bit. I like. I just think if the tech, funny people are funny about te- your technicians. Like these are people that sit in your show every single night. Like you don't need a director often. Well, not saying you don't need a director, but a technician is there watching you night after night after night. Like they gain so much insight. Yeah. So why why treat them like shit? You may as well use them as a resource. And so Gabe and I had had a really good tech for three years, Nathan, in Australia. And um, he couldn't do it this year. He, he, Because I kept pumping up his tyres, basically, and promoting him to everyone, he got this big tour with two of Australia's largest comedians at, at the Opera House. And um, well, I said, well, don't, don't work with me. That's stupid. So he he's with those two ladies, and that's, that's brilliant. And um, he... What's wrong? Ladies, did I say? Was that sexist? <laughs> no, I think, I think it made her sad. Yeah, it made me sad. Oh, it sounded oh, like sorry. a laugh, didn't it? Oh, yeah. shit. It's like, oh, God, no. Oh, no, no, no. These are, these are, these are two <laughs> funny, like, they're, they're basically it's almost Australia's ab fab in a way together. So they're, they're very well established. It, it, it would be like, you know, you getting an opportunity. It'd be like, as an audience, saying, come and watch James Acaster right now. Like, you wouldn't sit here, would you? But, um, <laughs> but, uh, no one laughed at that. Fucking hell. All right. I don't know if they know who James A. Costner is. All right. Imagine someone very funny. And uh, imagine you got the chance. Imagine someone said, like, let's not sit in a bunker right now. No? You've ha- oh, okay. So, um, <laughs> I don't know why they, they've turned. So, yeah, yeah, no, loyal, okay. loyal audience. Yeah, oh, well. you, you sold this bunker. The bunker. Okay. Yeah. Well, maybe they're happy. Maybe they're happy. What's the girl behind the girl with the glasses? Sorry. A lady? I shouldn't say girl. That's a bit like misogynist. Yeah, I'm a human woman. I said you do well with contempt. I've set them up. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, yeah, maybe you're into it. I don't know. Are you guys having a good time? Yeah. <laughs> I, don't believe, I don't believe them. <laughs> but Gabe, my tech is lovely. Gabe is lovely. I'd rather just like, you know, just play with someone. It's, it's just free jokes, really, isn't it? Play with someone. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I think it's great. Ian. Yep. Do you want to do your first question? <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay. Can I ask a question? Whenever I record podcasts with people, I never listen to them, but I'm absolutely going to listen to them. (laughs) (laughs) Really stupid. Okay. 
If it wasn't for your sparkling comedy career, where would you be right now? <laughs> Why did you choose the adjective sparkling? sparkling? I was being honest. <laughs> oh, well, I can't get angry at that. Uh, God damn it. Um, sparkling. <laughs> if by sparkling you mean it was once a fire and now it's just... No. Uh, no okay. Well, uh, I used to be a robotics engineer. Yeah. Yeah. Seriously, that's that, that, that's legitimate. Yeah, I was a robotics engineer, and so I'm still into technology in a pretty big way. So I'd probably be doing something tech related, uh, and or music. I'm a musician as well, and I produce and mix music and play and all that. What kind of what kind of music do you? Have? Very. It's a boring answer, but it's varied. You know. So I have songs that sound a bit like in the Gorillas domain, and songs that sound a bit like almost Oasisy or Radioheadish, and that sort of sort of stuff guitar driven some of it but some of it electronic cool. we have a robot on our show <laughs> don't spoil it <laughs> I haven't it's seen the teaser. show yet okay I'm excited well I, I have built a robot before well, what did so it do we. so have we what did it do yeah yeah, what does yours do? It was an autonomous fighting robot. So it was, I, I, it was programmed on a Motorola MPC five 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 microcontroller. I, I did warn you all; I was very boring, and um, it it was able to use uh, sonar and uh, infrared sensors to detect other robots and attack them. Can I ask you that? We put. Can I ask you that? We put a baking tray on top of a remote control car. <laughs> <laughs> you have ruined that. I've ruined it. I don't think ours does sonar, does it? <laughs> no. Not Barely moved. Yeah. <laughs> Adam built. I built this one. The one that Adam built uh-huh. was shit. Oh fuck off! It was shit. My, no, the first one, my mum made out of paper mache. It was shit. It Your wasn't. Your mum did a shit job. No, she didn't. <laughs> she did. It was shit. No, it was great. It. I no. stamped on it. No. Bit. Come on, guys. It was the great, podcast. and then it sort of. Got a little bit of skew and it couldn't drive straight. But b- before that... How's it, mine doing? Right. Oh, it's, well, it's driving straight up. We bought a better car. All right, fine. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, and does that answer your question, Ian? Yeah. Thank <laughs> you. Do you want to play your question out, Ian? <laughs> Do you have a... Ian has a just fucking playing uh, out the question. You are getting... Right. No, but it is, it is every time I do that, every time I do that, Adam decides he'll talk over it. Oh, he's jumped on board. And it is nice but as well. It is nice. Yeah. What I was going to say you. is, I don't know if you do this, when we were at your show, you flew a drone into an audience member. Yeah. <laughs> Are you allowed to use a drone in that size space? I didn't tell them I was using a drone. <laughs> I think it hit them in the head. Yeah, that wasn't Funny. supposed to happen. <laughs> but I got in trouble in Melbourne, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck it, I just won't tell them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. so true, though. We've done that a few times, we just don't tell them stuff. Yeah. It's funny, it's fun, it's comedy, you know? No one's, no one's getting hurt. What's the worst that happens? Like, you get a cut in your eyebrow. <laughs> <laughs> we tried to put a drone in ours, but no one could fly it. Yeah. This one is really easy to fly. Oh, Because oh, yeah. we, we had a problem. We, we, so, we were doing a sci-fi show, for anyone who doesn't know who we are. Um, and... Um, we wanted to have something, a little robot come in that we could interact with, right? Um, and so we had, the, we've got this little like remote control car, but, mm. but the problem is, is that no one can see the floor in our venue, because you know, there's no great seating. Yeah. So 
it's shit and no one sees it. But we wanted a little drone to like fly and me to talk to it and then it fly off. But it was yeah, so we hot. one of those like four pound mini <laughs> drones. This will be better. And we wanted it to stop and for George to have a conversation with it. When we tried it first time outside, it just shot straight up. Yeah, yeah. This one was maybe 50 pounds and it can hover if you wanted to. So I make it fly on purpose. I make it fly into things, but it's very easy to control. It's oh, so good. I wish we hadn't found this out now. Yeah. Yeah, we, yeah, we, but we didn't have, we have 50 pounds. Yeah, you're right, we had 50 pounds. Spend <laughs> <laughs> on the show. <laughs> so when did you start, because, like, we've seen clips of you and stuff dating back a few years. When did Neil pretend to turn up? And start 1976. Well, that isn't true. Yet. That's correct. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry? That's not true. No. How old do you think I am? <laughs> well, I'm scared. I didn't, I didn't want to... I was born yeah. in 1985. Uh, when did Neil Potenza start? I had a weird introduction to comedy. I, I did... Um, do you guys... You, well, you guys have reviews like Cambridge, Circus and Footlights and all oh, that yeah, sort yeah. of crap. Yeah. The Durham Review. Durham Review. Durham Review. Uh, you said that with so much spite. No, there was a laugh. In the no, they're nice. They're nice they're guys, really right? Nice. They're lovely guys. The Footlights yeah, yeah. are cunts. I'm happy to say that. Sorry. Is that, is that bad? Will they hear that? I don't care. They're cunts. The Footlights are cunts. <laughs> all right. I'm sorry. Durham Review. That's a good thing in Australia. Wait, what's wrong with the Footlights? I'm intrigued. They're just self-obsessed. Oh, I mean, yeah. it's Monty True. Python is done. Just move on. No one cares. Yeah. So um, <laughs> they're just, yeah, I don't know. I met them in a, when I we shared a venue and, and they were just the most self-absorbed people yeah. I, I've ever come across but I did our Australia's version of that and uh, ended up doing quite well and uh, uh, then I thought we have this competition called Raw Comedy which is um, it's kind of like the So You Think You, you're, you Can yeah, Be Funny yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's a, the Australian version of that and then if you win that you, you come here to do that and I did that as myself doing some sketches that had been really well received in, in, in the Law Review and uh, I got a standing ovation from this audience. It was bonkers. And I was like, I don't, genuinely from the bottom of my heart, there's no desire to be boastful, but I was demonstrably the best person on the lineup by a long margin. Mm-hmm. And uh, the rest of the show cracked on and it was very poor quality. And then um, they announced the three people going into the next round and I wasn't in there. And so I just stood there having this like bizarre moment of going, ah. Oh, well, that's unusual. <laughs> like, it's a kind of arrogance, but mixed with like, well, are you sure? And then the promoter came over and he's like, oh, hey, man, um, we've definitely made a mistake. Just wait here. I'm just going to go check with the judges. They got uh-huh. it wrong. And I was like, oh, don't worry about it. So that was, my, that was my first experience. My first experience with organized comedy was having scores of people coming up to me saying like, uh, why didn't you get through? And mm-hmm. me really realizing like, oh, this is going to be a tough ride. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that, that really put me off uh, doing comedy for like a good year. And then I was like, well, I'll try it again, but I don't want to be myself because uh, it's sort of a bit hurtful, isn't it, when, when that stuff happens? And, and so I was like, I'll do this character. And I did the character and I did kind of okay in that competition. And then, um, yeah, just thought I'd do a whole show. Certainly wasn't ready. Didn't have an hour's worth of material. When was your first Not sure one? I still do. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> when was the first one? The first one was the end of 2010. Yep. <laughs> End of 2010, Melbourne Fringe in Australia, in a gay bar. And that was, okay. and, and how was it to do, a, that was your first hour? First hour, and Neil's voice was very much like this, oh hello, I'm Neil Portenza. And then, um, English. 
It was oh, more just like an Australian voiceover guy. Oh, okay. Right. Welcome to, not, to tonight's podcast. With the same podcast. costume. Same costume, except the red beret. Okay. Didn't have the red beret. Then my mum went to, went to Paris and... and my mum's an idiot. And she... Uh, <laughs> oh, I love her. She's good. My mum's gay. How about that? And... Um, my mum's gay. Yeah, she came out when she was 50. It was the happiest day of my life. It was really lovely. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. And she went to Paris and, and found... She knew I was a fan of um, Some Mothers Do Have Them. And she bought me this red beret and said, now you can be like Michael Crawford. And I was like, what? Have chronic fatigue? Uh, <laughs> which he does. And he lives in New Zealand. Ironically, I got chronic fatigue two and a half years ago. Oh, there we go. So thanks, Mum. good, but like... <laughs> Sorry? I'm all good? No, no, no. I was saying that's... That, yeah, she's right. She's right. Sorry, go on. <laughs> <laughs> Too much time at <laughs> But basically, I got, the, I got this beret, and then I was doing this Melbourne Fringe show as Neil Portenza doing these... Ve- I, I watched footage of it back. Oh, it's brutally unfunny. And then uh, I lost my voice in this show, and, and I started just talking like this, and my friend said, oh, that's quite a funny voice. So I sort of... <laughs> the Neil voice developed into that, and then eventually, gradually, started getting a little following in Australia, and then won a couple of awards, which was lovely, and then further and further kept growing and you get strung along and production companies take you on and then take most of your money and you mm-hmm. quit them and you go to another one and they do the same thing <laughs> and uh, here I am. <laughs> do you, do you, I mean, you must get called Neil a lot. People must not know that yeah. your name is Josh. Yeah, which is fine. That's my fault. There's do no you, there's do you no like reason. that or do you, does it? Uh, I don't like it in the same way I don't dislike it. It is just is what it is. It's, it's, I have given myself a character name and it's fine. Yeah. 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 Mm. 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 <laughs> <laughs> he looked really pleased with himself. <laughs> <laughs> really pleased. Good luck to him. Are you a happy man? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, God. <laughs> Well, I am two weeks off antidepressants after two and a half years on them. Uh... Okay. Fuck, that's a heavy question. <laughs> you hit the. You really I, I changed the time of year. <laughs> we invite guests. I thought on we'd here. laugh you, it off. You, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not this one. You thought <laughs> we'd laugh that yeah. off. No, that's, that's not, not, no, an interesting question. It's a legitimate yeah. question. No, do you know? Do, I, do you know what I think? recently just before I answer this I think it's I, th- I think dep- depression is fucked it's a very serious issue and uh, it's never fun but I think it's almost perversely become in vogue to be a bit mm. depressed yeah. it's almost like a badge of honour that, that that intellectual people wear uh, and it, it is usually associated with having a higher than average IQ it's, it's I think it's a function of an overactive brain or, or whatever it might be but uh, look for, for the most part yeah I'm happy you know, I mean, I'm lucky. Also, I'm lucky, and that's the thing. There's there's days when I'm angry. There's days. Uh, I mean, I'm not like anger. I, I didn't experience anger for two and a half years on antidepressants. I was just emotionally flat, neither happy nor sad nor angry. And then I went off the antidepressants, and I came this close to punching a man in a shop. This was an inch, an inch size. This, this was. I, oh, sorry, I didn't. I came this close, uh, an inch from uh, <laughs> from punching a man in a shop. Uh, which I'm not proud of, but I, I, I got this. I, I was angry for an entire day. It was awful, mm-hmm. and um, so sometimes I'm, mm. I'm not happy per se, but I, I have these moments of contentedness. 
And, um, you know, I'll be on an escalator in a shopping mall. My brain will just zone out. And I think, yeah, yeah, stuff's all right, you know. I, I wish I had more money. Uh, I wish I owned a Porsche. Uh, I wish that no one in the world went hungry in 2017. I think that's that's mind-numbing. Uh, but, you know, I'm a white man born in a wealthy country. My grandma is still alive from Ukraine, you know. 70 years ago, she was the victim of war. What the fuck do I have to complain about? So, on that basis, yeah, I'm happy. And... Uh, an escalator yeah. isn't a good place to zone out. <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you fall off the end. Well, it's not like one of the, it's not the Simpsons escalator to nowhere, but it's, um, yeah. No, it, does, it has that thing where you get to the end and just and stand there. It has happened cool, to yeah. me. Yeah. Really? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, fools, when I say zoning out, like literally just my mind is, is in the other realm. Oh, well, just stand on the end and people bump into me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But it's nice, you know? It's nice. It sounds to, nice. It's not like this. The thing is, like Edinburgh Fringe is like it's a luxury, right? This is we don't need this. You don't need this. Like you need food and fresh water and sleep and uh, some money. But what a th- what a privilege it is to be here, to be in this festival where you can be walking. You can be the biggest gay man in <laughs> bright pink, dressed as Minnie Mouse. I've seen him. <laughs> That's Jeff, and um, <laughs> and you won't get beaten up. And that is that is. Uh, you will buy Scottish people after a certain time. Well, in Glasgow, maybe you're going to. If you, you know, venture a bit too far into Glasgow, yeah. But it's it's genuinely. I think this is this is you know in a very small way, a microcosm of, of everything good about life and everything good about you know British life as well, really, because it is a very British thing. This fringe, mm. and uh, even though it's we're in Scotland. <laughs> Oh, yeah, sorry, British. I, British. I mean by this, yeah. Yeah, Britain. Britain, that's right? That is right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, I am. I am correct. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fuck. I have. Fun. I have. Oh, 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 oh. I have two degrees. Definitely so yeah. Uh, <laughs> but it's like this is a thing to be celebrated, and I just wish the world could experience it. And so on that basis, when you look at things like that, you, I don't know. There's what's to be sad about, mm-hmm. you know? And, and it's very easy to wallow in self pity and, and sadness and darkness, and it's just a bit boring, I think. Mm. I wonder if when Ian asked, asked that question, he didn't know all of the, all of the, this context. What did you expect? Well, what did you expect? Yeah. Like a comedy answer? Yeah, comedy answer. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, ask, ask it again. Are you a happy man? <laughs> <laughs> Ian, would you like to play your question out? Okay. <laughs> Thank you for the one person clap. <laughs> So now seems like a nice time to cut in and talk about what we've been doing. We've yep. had a nice holiday in Brighton, doing a serious play about World War Two. It was all right. Mm. Very, it was lovely, actually, Ian. It, it went right. very well. It was a good working holiday where um, everyone works for no money and has to pay for all their own travel. <laughs> yeah. like, um, um, and um, stayed in a hostel uh, with 20 <laughs> other people or something like that. That oh, might have been the those worst fucking, place I've ever slept in my life. Those fucking French guys. Yeah. They, would, they were once, talking. Yeah, I was once Sorry. like, I came back from a holiday, I can't remember, with my family, and we had to sleep but in the airport. Mm. Uh, and that was better, like on a bench. What? That was better than, <laughs> and that was free. I'm and that was better like than where the, we slept. I'm imagining the, the hinge of the chair pressing into your back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, man. All night. Yeah, man. Chill yeah, out. fucking awful. But the show went went great. Yeah, the show's um, brilliant. Um, yeah. uh, the sh- and the show is carrying on. It's it's uh, limping on uh, to what? 
to London. We're doing two dates in London um, in uh, June and July. Yeah. Uh, and, mm-hmm. and then we're fucking off to Edinburgh. Um, and all the information for that can be found at willisandveer.com forward slash serious. Uh, yeah. So come along to those. Support us financially. Can't really wait, to be honest. No, it'd be brilliant. <laughs> I didn't and... believe that, Ian. I did not believe that one bit. <laughs> Yeah, I was not sure. And also, I can now announce that we have got two more uh, live shows of Comedians After Hours Live, uh, this podcast recording live. Um, Two more of them in London uh, before we fuck off to Edinburgh with that as well. Um, The first one is going to be with Lund Hughes, and that's in Walthamstow on the 29th of June at 8.45pm. Now, it is going to be with Lund Hughes, unless she pulls out, which is a (laughs) distinct possibility. So It could happen. It could happen, and then we could have... I don't know. We'll have some loser from Jack Ford. The yeah. On so I'm the, gonna I'm gonna make the make it clear now um, that mm. if you buy tickets for that and she's not there, uh, I I couldn't give less of a shit. I mean, we're right. not gonna refund the tickets. We're not gonna do anything. I, I'll tell you now. The I, festival are gonna do shit because they don't know what they're doing. I think so you could probably guilt. I think you probably guilt me into caring, but ultimately I don't really have the power in that situation. Yeah. If you've got any issues, um, then report them to Adam Willis. He's on Facebook at Adam Willis, Twitter at Madame Willis. Uh, go to his house in Leighton. I'll put the address for that in the, in the link. <laughs> don't do that. Um, no, and just sort it. Out. Send in mail. Just go and throw bricks and shit through the windows and stuff. Yeah. And like, well, that would be really annoyed. disrespectful. Yeah, yeah but, but, but at the end You're of the day, it will really be fair. It will be fair. At the end of the day, it will be fair. You're getting very silly. Anyway. Let's get back onto the podcast of Neil Potenza, Josh Radcove, clowning Gollier. Enjoy. Neil Potenza. Uh, when, did you first come, <laughs> when did you first come to Edinburgh? 2012. Uh, my very good friend Phil Burgers, aka Dr. Brown, won the comedy award that year. And uh, I was just a tourist and it was lovely. And I thought, well, it must have been an exciting year. It was super exciting. He's yeah. back. He's doing two shows at the end, buddy. He's doing... I don't think they're shows, they're little workshops. And yeah. Uh, yeah, we're doing some gigs together as this thing called The Family. Oh, cool. Yeah. Yeah, so I, I've gone to LA to work on his TV shows, which sounds so pretentious now I said cool. it out loud. <laughs> but yeah, it's been interesting. It's been interesting, right? So having success in Edinburgh can lead to cool stuff. Well, we're hoping, yeah. 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 Nothing so far, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what do I do? Oh, yeah. I realised as well, before the podcast, we've been in the same venue for the last two years. And we've just sort of... And you weren't in Just the Tonic ever, were you, as well? Oh, no. No, no okay. No, no, but no. Medquad and Cowgate. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There you go. Well, I'm happy. I'm, this is lovely. What a lovely uh, confluence. Hmm. There's nice energy in the room. Are you enjoying it? In the third row that with the arms folded, are you, are you enjoying it? Oh. <laughs> Truly? Is that, is that honest? Honest? <laughs> Oh, my oh, word. That's oh. so lovely. Thank you for popping in. That's so nice of you. Wait. <laughs> I'm not the back, bro. It's not as funny as I thought. It was. Oh. Oh. <laughs> Sorry, I, I, and I warned everyone, like, I'm a boring person. This is why I do a character. I, I, oh, it's actually lovely. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No, oh, look, I, I mean, it's not, it's not a laugh a line, is it? It's, uh, you know, some, it's nice to not have the pressure to feel like you need to be funny. Fucking jerk. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, one thing I did notice is in in your show is whenever you were being a bit mean, Uh you would also you would always immediately follow up with, "Oh no, no, I'm joking, I'm joking, I'm joking." Is that because you don't want the character to be mean, or is it you don't want to be mean, or is it something else? It's not funny. Yeah, being mean isn't funny. It's not what people don't come here. (laughs) 
it's just it's as I said before, like you can be mean like what like my evil Gary character who's soft and sinister. That that's that's like this faux meanness, but it's tempered with complete stupidity, like the joke's always on him. And uh, you can be and also it's you in a different hat. <laughs> at the end of the day it's literally literally that's the costume change which is the joke I spend yeah, a long yeah, time yeah. backstage and all I'm doing is a different hat but the, the I, it, I don't know man it's not like I, I think sometimes there's comedians very successful comedians in particular a very successful Australian comedian who has won all the comedy awards spends a lot of time yelling at the audience saying you don't get me I'm not you don't, you don't get Samson. me you don't find me f- okay yeah <laughs> And uh, just might be talking about Samson. Just don't yes. tag him in this podcast. Uh, I think he already hates me. But um, oh. yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah fuck it. But it's like it's not it's not nice, right? If I started yelling at all you guys, you don't want that. We just want a nice time. And if it's not funny, let's just have a nice time. There's it's mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I, it's sometimes on stage I've genuinely lost my temper. In, in Adelaide Fringe two years ago. A guy pissed me off so much. I broke through a wooden table. I smashed it with my fist. And uh, my hands were bleeding. There was chips of wood in my hand. I had to go to hospital. And um, <laughs> and uh, that's not cool, you know? It's not. Well, it's no. kind of cool, but it, it like, it's cool. not cool. It is a bit cool. It's a bit cool that you punch through a table. It was <laughs> I found a structural weakness. Oh, okay. And... Uh, it was just this guy, like, and this, this guy was being a complete dick. So I, it, the, the response what was, was what like, was oh, just the whole show. I, I just, it was a development show, and I went, look, a lot of this isn't going to be funny, but I'm going to try. We're going to try new things. Whatever doesn't work, let's just, just don't be too, don't be overly judgmental. And uh, even if I get one good five minute chunk out of this show, then it's, it's ultimately worth it. And everything I did is just like, it's not funny, man. I'm like, well, don't sit in here. <laughs> and so I was like, man, please leave. He's like, no, I've paid for my ticket. I'm like, I'll give you a refund. I'll, I'll double. I'll, I'll, don't, you, don't you down the back leave. All right. Uh, was it you? All right. But, <laughs> but uh, I don't know. There's, it's just mean-spiritedness in and of itself is not nice. It's not a nice feeling in daily life and in comedy. But when it's mean and a bit funny... And there's a bit of a glint in their eye. That's what it is. And to balance those things, what a beautiful thing to watch. So when I see it in other performers, and who does it well? Uh, Tim Key. Tim Key will have you eating out of the palm of his hand, and then he can snap if he wants to, and just go in this vicious mode. But the whole time... I saw him when an audience member got to the toilet and pushed them back into his chair. He said, I've never had a walkout in the show before, and it's not happening now. (laughs) Sit in your chair. And he made him sit back down in the chair. And it's great. And that guy... And he wet himself. That guy... (laughs) Yeah, right. (laughs) But this, yeah, it's just a, it's a nice thing. I think I, so I went to clown school, which has also become in vogue, and that was in 2012. And then after I came to Edinburgh, that, that was Goliath. But oh, I, I, we had Zach and Vigo on yesterday. Sure, they were talking about Goliath. Absolutely, as they would. And um, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're very good friends of mine. Uh, both unfunny, but um, no, they're not. They're not. I love them. I love Zach and Vigo. I love Zach Zucker talks a lot. Oh, he was great, yeah. but he was doing the whole thing on his own, wasn't he? Vigo was every time for going, no, cucumber, and never laughed. But, yeah. <laughs> you know, and it, it, it's it, you know, it created an odd atmosphere. It took over. But... Sorry. <laughs> no, no, I hope I'm not doing the same thing. No, Christ. But it, yeah, it's... Your trousers ripped. Yeah, pretty badly. Oh, yeah. Look at that. <laughs> that's, oh, that's really ripped. But these were 120 Australian dollars, and they're really thin and comfortable. Feel, feel, feel how thin these are. Do you want to kind of... An audience member is so feeling thin. how thin they are, and they're so. I can wear these on an airplane in, in full comfort. And, how um, thin? Wow. How thin are they? 
Well, <laughs> they're microns. They're very thin. Microns. They're very thin. But the th- I think the thing Golier taught me, like I took, I extracted two things out of Golier. One of them was have pleasure. That's the rule. That's it. At the, at the end of the whole month-long course, I was like, th- which I didn't enjoy particularly. But I said, what is, what's, what's the meaning of all this? Like boil it down to one sentence. And without hesitation, he said, Ah, you must have pleasure. That's it. Just all about pleasure. And the one thing he said is like, well, it's yeah, it's not fun being mean. You have to. Everything has to be tempered with joy. And uh, if you can do that then that's that's good all the good comedy does that George Costanza as a character on Seinfeld he's this frantic little American crazy guy but it's always so funny if it were genuinely mean spirited it's it's not not gonna be funny yeah it's always tempered with stupidity and uh, that's what Seinfeld does well actually Seinfeld is like for me the most one of the best ever American oh just the best ever shows I love it but it's quite British in its humour and quite stupid the undercurrent mm-hmm. of stupidity is you know lovely. maybe like um, an empathy as well I think empathy is quite important yeah I yeah. think in a lot of comedy yeah I think so too Ian yep oh are you, are you you're putting on your jumper are you is that, you're not leaving are you no I'm chilling oh absolutely <laughs> <laughs> yep. sorry to keep focusing on you you're just in my direct line of sight and you're yeah. right in between these two sorry ah oh, lovely <laughs> Sorry, I don't mean to... And I don't like... Ian, you know. Molly, are you on your phone? No. Oh, Ian! <laughs> mm. Can we have your third question, please? Yep. That's very loud in my ear. So I didn't want it to... You know... Ian. You want to slow it down? Fucking hell. <laughs> Which chords are those? Um, you've got B flat, major 7. Oh, that's beautiful. I only had a guitar. <laughs> G minor 7. G minor 7 is a wonderful chord. Yep. Uh, That's not right. E flat major seven. Okay. C minor seven. Lovely. And then B flat major seven again. Join us next week on the music. <laughs> <laughs> That's be- they're beautiful chords. Thank you. Yeah. They are, yeah. Um, could you? So was that that was you, wasn't it? <laughs> it's okay. It's like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Stop it. Like I can I can tell it was you because you're in my direct line of sight and you have a panicked expression on your face. <laughs> <laughs> um, could you build a robot? that can have a fight with Adam right did now you, did you already build a robot well seriously no no but I mean like a proper like a wrestling match one like that could WWE take, so. one that could take me in a fight like a Boston Dynamics robot yeah but one that could take me in a fight oh well, I think like one take, but one that could take me in a fight <laughs> no like an even fight like it would be the implication difficult. here is it's never going to be an even fight the implication, like, there's two things. Adam's implying that he's very strong, yeah. which is like, no, and Ian's strong, implying that, like, good at combat. what are you implying? Is? No, I just think it'd be cool. To, <laughs> I think it'd be cool for Adam to have a fight with a robot. I'd love to see that. Yeah. Have you, <laughs> YouTube Boston Dynamics, okay. and mm. you'll understand why you're wrong. About what why was he wrong about? Fighting uh, a robot. Boston Dynamics is a company in in Boston, strangely enough, and. Mm. Uh, they are building robots that, like, as part of the demonstrations, the the guides will go and kick the robots, and the robots just keep on marching on. They're, they're frightening. They're absolutely frightening. Wow. And uh, yeah, we've sufficiently evolved to the point, particularly with machine learning, where um, you stand literally zero chance against a robot program to kill you. What if you- it's about a foot tall though? With little arms. Well, we should describe how tall Adam is. Adam's <laughs> Adam's like, bigger than a foot. At, at know, most, four inches. <laughs> <laughs> a small man. You know, YouTube, you, 
Google Mad Fist Willis and you see, you know. Mad Fist Willis? You know, I'm not going to lie to you, that was a bit. That's a sex thing. No, it's not a sex thing. <laughs> Mad Fist Willis. I just, do you know what? I ran with a name. Yeah. The, the wrong one, I think. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> You said comedy wasn't supposed to be me. Wait, right. but hold on. I think <laughs> I, now you're picking on me. My, I've got my, my point back. I said good comedy wasn't supposed to be me. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think a small robot I could be up. A small one, not a big one. But, define, but how do you stop it? What do you do to you crush its head? You crush it with a well. Rock. It could be small, but it could be made of a hard material. Yeah, absolutely. An electromagnetic. <laughs> you need you need to blast it with an electromagnetic pulse. Yeah. You're assuming that I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> this has got silly. Is this really a question you wanted to ask you? Yeah. I feel like you, you, you've been lazy with this question. Did the you other make ones that were up? profound. Did you know about the robot? You did no. know about the robot thing. You had two questions, didn't you? No, I had three. I just didn't like the other one. Uh, what was, what was, what was well, the other one? Well, I'm quite intrigued by what the other question was going to be. Fine. All right. You had to play the intro again. Is this, is this a fourth question? No, Ian. <laughs> Alright, fine. Ian's fourth question. Okay. It's just, it doesn't really work. Uh, <laughs> oh, because it's a statement? No, no, it's just... It's a bit of a weird question. I thought it'd be funny, but I don't think it is now. Um, should Tony Blair have been prosecuted for war crimes when he joined President Bush in, in invading Iraq? <laughs> <laughs> oh, maybe it was funny. <laughs> Give reasons. <laughs> it's what we were all thinking as soon as we came Finally, in. Finally, thank you, someone asking. Well, I, <laughs> Neil Potenza. <laughs> well, I almost studied political science also, oh, so it's oh. another passion of mine. And I did mm. set list last night, and there was a Labour MP named Tony in the audience. What wow. uh, someone said, "Is it Blair?" And it wasn't. Oh. Uh, I don't know his surname. He was a Scottish MP with a with a complete oh. lack of humour. And uh, funnily enough, should Tony Blair be tried for war crimes? Oh, crying out loud. <laughs> Hard question. <sighs> Who said yes quietly at the band? What does the room feel? Yeah, what can we do? Yeah. Who yeah. thinks, who thinks yeah. we're not show of hands, let's shout or something. Yeah, I didn't hear the end of the question. Who thinks Tony Blair should be tried for war crimes? When he joined so, Bush. in favour of yes, shout it yes. When he, when he joined Bush. Right? In, in invading Iraq. Yeah. That's the question. Give, give it a yeah, one seconds. Yes. Don't put your hand down with us. We're, we're going to shout out, I think. Um, so, we'll do... Yay or nay. A yes and then a, and then a no. So, everyone who thinks yes, shout now. Yeah. And everybody thinks shout right. now. Well, and then if it says no, shout now. No. Right. There's no response at all. <laughs> I think Either they're not listening or they don't know. Or they don't care. I think honestly, there's a level of there's a level of. Uh, well, it what is. What if you don't know? Because it's tricky. Yeah. It's tricky. Hey. Run DMC was more wise than we thought. There's uh, there's plausible deniability. George Beer. Huh? What if you were? Why are you fighting that? What? What if you got a lecture He definitely advocated for it, knowing that there wasn't weapons of mass destruction. So oh. Did he know that? That's why I said we shouldn't open up the floor. <laughs> this is getting silly now. No, no, of, of course it's getting it serious. Every, everyone knew Do you know what? If we keep going for 15 minutes, we can nut this out. All right. <laughs> Forget the Hague. <laughs> we can do it. You haven't answered it. 
Oh, well, I, I don't know. I, I honestly, I think it's super easy. I assume most of us in the room are fairly left-leaning and small-l liberal. And Ian's shaking his head. <laughs> I'm not. You are. He's also wearing a neckerchief. So, um, it's a cravat. It's a cravat, Josh. A cravat here, right. Yep. So, um, he was shaking his neck. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, it's, it's hard being a politician, and on the advice of, of poor intel, I suppose... I mean, Christ! I, I, you just you just want to think honestly. Invading a country, like let's say this happens again. Let's say it's but let's say it's Iran next time, mm-hmm. and you get some intel that says, "Hey, Iran are practicing. Iran are planning a uh, Iran are planning a nuclear strike on Israel." There's a plausible scenario, right? Yeah. You'd want to be fucking sure your intel was correct. Mm. And so I think the unfortunate thing for the UK with its diminished position on the global stage is that probably they didn't have much choice but to follow what America was doing and um, mm-hmm. irrespective of whether it was a Tory or a Labour government the outcome likely would have been the same and even though America have done so much wrong and it's easy being left leaning and progressive which I am to dislike I, I mean I hate war in and of itself but war is sometimes a necessary response to threats of aggression I suppose but you would have to uh, need completely airtight justification for doing something and um, I suppose in that sense when you go back to Churchill he's just I mean Churchill had almost no support internationally for uh, going into Germany he, he was pretty much a lone voice uh, saying we need to take care of this Hitler chap and uh, a lot of people were going, oh, Hitler's just an idiot. They, they, back in the day, the thing that we forget, for, for context's sake, is that Hitler was perceived by the media in much the same way that Trump is now. I'm not suggesting Hitler and Trump are equivalent. I think no. certainly not. But Hitler was just as regarded as an ambitious idiot. And uh, Churchill saw something far more sinister and rightly went in and did what was necessary for the stability of Europe and the world... And uh, that was probably on poor to no intel, really. More, more a gut feeling. So, when you're going on intel... Sides. Sorry? You've weighed up like two sides of the argument. I have, and I mm. haven't presented a compelling <laughs> argument in either direction. But war, when war can be avoided, I think it ought to be. But if the threat was that Iraq were going to bomb Kuwait or whatever it was, then... Mm-hmm. Uh, if that's the intel you have and you think it's reliable and it's verified, then then okay. But um, the fact that I was so far off the mark suggests, yeah, I don't think it is a war crime. I agree with that. You said that in the audience. But but being completely unaccounted for, I don't know. And then is it the same thing? Is it the same thing as prosecuting Slobodan Milosevic and Tony Blair? No, completely not. Uh, Slobodan Milosevic from the uh, Kosovo. That, that was a little heavy. Could you also do a funny noise into the mic? <laughs> okay. In case we want to use that instead. Can you ask the question again? Um, oh, I'll have to read it. Um, oh, bloody hell. Sorry, guys. Should Tony Blair have been prosecuted for war crimes when he joined President Bush in invading Iraq? <laughs> <laughs> That's good. We'll use that. That's good. <laughs> That's funny. We'll use oh, that boy. one. So, That's funny. Um, at Willis and Veer, we like to, uh, at this point in the podcast, ask, are there any uh, dreams of yours that we could fulfil? Is there anything we can do for you? No. Nothing. Sorry, is that <laughs> underwhelming? A little. 
Uh, if we all sang the last part of Hey Jude together for a couple of verses, wonderful. Do you know it? Is? Uh, it's just hopefully I can figure it out. I think it starts on there. Yeah, you really enjoyed that. Yeah, you always really enjoy them, don't you? Fucking I didn't idiot, worry. Right? I just enjoyed that. Yeah, I really enjoyed, enjoyed that, man. Yeah. Okay. So thanks, thanks Chill for Joshua out. to come along right, and do mate, that. Um, <laughs> a nice, a nice little podcast there from yep. him. Did that for <laughs> right. free. Um, and if um, you want to find out what Neil Pretend is up to, Adam is about to give you the links now in his you voice. You should go to Twitter at Neil Portenza, or you can find him on Facebook under the name Neil Portenza. Yep. Good. Um, he don't think he has a website. I had a little look. I mean, I didn't have that long a look. I bet I if I looked, it. I could find one. I didn't find. That's one. all I'm gonna say. I, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I'm saying I bet if I looked, I could find. I one. didn't find one. Mm-hmm. And I, he's doing Edinburgh, but I don't know what else. I are had you, a little look. Are I you drunk? I'm not drunk. No, you're just lazy. Oh, okay, right. Um, great. Well, anyway, yep, yeah, that was good. Uh, yeah. And yeah, do that and go and see him because he's hilarious. Um, he is. Yeah, he, we weren't we we weren't sure what to expect at first, and when we went to go and see him, he was in the same venue as us, and he was really, really, really funny. We um, went in. We went in like bitter and like sneering, and then we came out Butter. jealous. Yeah, um, of his comedy prowess. Um, so yeah, so that's the end of that. Um, I'm cutting this short now. I can't be bothered to ramble in this one. Yeah, um, yeah cool. that was good. Uh, next one, next fortnight. Shut up! Shut up! Shut up! If you want to come and see us. Um, uh, doing another live podcast recording. That's the best way to support us financially. Then come along. Uh, all the information yeah. at comediansafterhours.com or willisandveer.com or just type it to Google or no, ask us or something. Um, yeah, and, uh, and then come and see us in Edinburgh. Either the shows, whatever. Next. We get the money. The next one's Morgan and West. Yeah, Adam's running party. Yeah. Yeah. The next one's Morgan and West. See you Adam then. Didn't, Adam didn't go running. <laughs>